Hello, hello. Good morning. Good afternoon and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, it is I, your friendly neighborhood moviegoer, John L., and I am here, back at it again, to uh, talk some film, cinema, movies, as you know I like to do. Today's episode is about the latest installment in the Hunger Games franchise, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. This movie was released back November 17th, 2023. Runtime of the movie, 2 hours and 37 minutes. And it's considered a action-adventure sci-fi film. I'll throw in for the YA audience. Uh, these films are based on young adult novels that uh, were written a little bit over a decade ago, but not, not this particular version. I believe The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes came out during uh, the pandemic, 2020, actually. So, the movie was distributed by Lionsgate, as per the huge. Directed by Francis Lawrence. And I will willfully admit that I never watched not one Hunger Games movie. Why, might you ask? Never had an interest in it. Didn't read those books. I was not a young adult when these books were popular. I was already a grizzled young veteran. <laughs> I was in my 20s when these, uh, when these books were written and were popular at the time. And um, they just didn't interest me. Uh, and neither did the movies. So, I went into this completely blind, not knowing anything about the story, nothing about the books, how the movies were adapted. I just knew they were out, they were popular, but I wasn't interested. When I went to go see the movie, I joined my boys, Paul and Rob. Uh, Paul's lady was with us. Shout out to Sonia. Um, and I got to the movie, I say just in time, right? Previews were going on. We were watching whatever previews were on. And my boy Rob was sitting next to me and I was like, Rob, I don't know anything about Hunger Games. Give me a brief breakdown. He was like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. I've never watched films. I didn't read the books. Inform me. <laughs> so he gave me a brief synopsis of what it was. Like a two, three minute breakdown that the film started. And I'm there like, okay, let me see if I get into this. It's not hard to sell me on stuff, folks. It's really not. Um, I'm not like a harsh 
grater or harsh critic of stuff. I always try to find the silver lining in things. But if things turn me off, they turn me off. In this instance, I think that Francis Lawrence, the director of the film, did a very good job of building the world of Pan Am. And to give you a quick synopsis of what the of what the movie is, reading this straight off of Rotten Tomatoes. Sixty-four years before Katniss Everdeen volunteered as a tribute, and decades and decades before Coriolanus Snow became the tyrannical president of Pan Am, The Hunger Games, the Battle of Songbirds and Snakes, follows a young Coriolanus who is the last hope for his failing lineage, the once proud Snow family that has fallen from grace in a post-war capital. With his livelihood threatened, Snow is reluctantly assigned to mentor Lucy Gray Baird, played by Rachel Ziegler, a tribute from the impoverished district district 12. But after Lucy Gray's charm captivates the audience of Panem, Snow sees an opportunity to shift their fates. With everything ha- with everything he has worked for hanging in the balance. Snow unites with Lucy Gray to turn the odds in their favor. Battling his instincts for both good and evil, Snow sets out on a race against time to survive and reveal if he will ultimately become a songbird or a snake. So, I always come into films and this is just because of how I grew up and what my hobbies were as a kid I break things down in comic book sense right like who's the villain who's the hero do the do the surrounding characters play their parts to expand the story and give validity and context to the overarching anchor of the story, right? And I believe, in my heart of hearts, after watching this film, that this film really did just that. The surrounding characters, the supporting cast, did exactly what they were supposed to do. They expanded the story. They gave purpose to the mainline characters. And they were able to show the different sides and project the future path of the main character of this movie, which was a young Coriolanus Snow. I really liked the film. Not gonna lie. I thought that it was very well put together. Like I said, I love the world building in it. I thought the characters are great. I thought that the actors did a great job. Um, I thought that the score was fantastic. Visually, the world of Pan Am was cool. What I wasn't too keen on was the camera shots themselves. 
there were these very long, very wide shots from like the ground up. And it really, to use a term, it jarred me. It was so jarring to watch a movie by majority in that angle. I understand that was probably a stylistic choice. I always give credence to the cinematographers, the artists, the directors for taking their stylistic choices. But in this instance, that stylistic choice didn't resonate with me. Outside of that, I go into movies, is the story good? I was bought in within the first five minutes. And to understand that this movie was faithful to the book, was a faithful adaptation to the book that was written, was interesting because these books are so popular and so beloved. Even this last one that was written not too long ago. And after watching the movie, I had understood after reading certain reviews and things online, there was people were complaining about pacing. I always read or watch or listen to people talk about pacing in a film. And when I think about pacing, I think about it in sports logic. Like, is it too fast? Is it too slow? Is it very plotting? So it works the same way in the same vein in movies. But with this movie in particular, I didn't find issue with the pacing if it was a faithful adaptation of the book. And that's what my boy Rob told me. That's what people online were saying. And it's like, well, if the books themselves have this pacing issue, then why wouldn't the movie? It would change the feel of the story if the pacing wasn't uh, wasn't adhering to where to the source material, should I say? All that to say that the overarching story was the rise, evolution, and sheer declaration of who Coriolanus Snow becomes in the world of the Hunger Games. When I walked out of the movie, I told my boy Rob, Paul and, and his lady Sonia, I was like, to me, this was probably one of the best villain origin stories I had ever witnessed on film. And that goes to say a lot, right? And I've watched a lot of movies in my day. But the reason as to why I said that was because they make you feel compassion and empathy and sympathy 
for Coriolanus Snow due to the conditions in which brought him to be where he was in this film. And then add to that his, I would say, love affair with Lucy Gray in this film. What I took from the film outside of the fact that I thought it was one of the best, not the best, one of the best villain origin stories I've ever seen put the film was just how complex the character of Coriolanus Snow is in comparison to every other character you met in the movie. I then fall on to Lucy Gray, played by Rachel Ziegler. Rachel, to me, is an amazing performer. Her singing in this film was so... I don't even know how to put it. Country, folk, gospel type feel, right? It just make you, it made you feel for her while you were listening to the lyrics and understanding what her story through song was, let alone her regular dialogue interactions were with other performers on screen. She did the job of making Coriolanus Snow understand that in this world, in the world of Pan Am, and due to the Hunger Games, that all people were out there to do is that they were trying to survive. Regardless of how enchanted or infatuated they might be with another person, right? They just weren't trying to die. And no one trusts anybody um, to take a phrase, or to coin a phrase, from the legendary Stone Cold Steve Austin, DTA. Don't trust anybody. Uh, that was another overarching element to this story. Outside of the immoral um, and unjustified and ridiculous impetus of the Hunger Games, <laughs> don't get me started there, but you can't trust anyone in this world. Because everyone's just trying to survive. It is Darwinism at its finest. Survival of the fittest. And I feel like the movie really put that on display. and made you feel it. Like there were so many moments where it was like, damn, you just felt for the people who were dying in this film. And then the actual Hunger Games themselves. Just how people were maneuvering and teaming up with each other for temporary purposes to then take another person out and just trying to be the lone survivor right at the end of these Hunger Games or 
you know, draw the the compassion of the crowd for that the crowd can donate and 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 give resources to these particular participants in the Hunger Games and it was just a whole complex layered look at survival you know and I thought the film did that very well yeah <laughs> you know outside of the fact that I thought they created a, a, a great villain um, the young man who played Coriolanus Snow, uh, Tom Blythe I thought he did a terrific job his deadpan demeanor the majority of the movie as Coriolanus Snow you didn't know whether he was being vengeful if he was being um, good for the lack of a better term right if, if he understood that this emotional attachment he had now to his mentoree was something that was going to benefit him in the long run. Like it was just so layered, right? But he kept the same expression on his face throughout. And I'm like, this dude, he's just analyzing everything. He doesn't want to miss a beat because he does not want to lose to anyone else. He wants to elevate his, his family lineage once again. And obviously, as we learn, because this particular uh, movie slash book is a prequel to the other Hunger Games movies and books that had come out. That's exactly what he did in the long run. Yeah, man, I thought it was a pretty cool film. And with leaving certain things in the air, like what happens to Lucy Gray, right? By the end of the film, we don't necessarily know where she went or what happened. We just know that she turned her back on Coriolanus Snow, heart now broken, made of stone, and he will become the villainous Coriolanus Snow that people have grown ire for over the last uh, two decades. <laughs> but she's the reason, right? Or one of the reasons outside of the fact that Peter Dinklage, man, I can't say enough about Peter Dinklage. Uh, one of the professors at the at the school that Coriolanus was at always tried to keep him down, right? Because of uh, previous relationships uh, with Coriolanus's father uh, and how Coriolanus's father treated Peter Dinklage's character. That combined with having his heart broken and then being stabbed in the back by Lucy Gray 
Coriolanus then having to basically stab his best friend in the back to gain position. It was it was just man, it was it was it, it wasn't even a clusterfuck in a bad way. It was it was it's just the complexities of the human condition under duress in this specific situation in this world of Pan Am. It was I thought it was very well done, if I'm being honest. So I'll, I'll keep harping and landing on that. Um, so with that, I will leave you with my thoughts on the movie and give you the further breakdown of how the film is being uh, thought of and perceived in the media, social media, websites, and things of that nature, whatever the case is. Um, it's a, it is a longer film. It's two hours and 37 minutes. Uh, PG-13. As of right now, the audience score is at 89%, with a thousand plus verified ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, which is where about I felt like it would have been, being that it was a fair adaptation to the book itself. But the critics, 224 reviews in total, uh, have it at a 64, which isn't rotten, but it not necessarily their stamp of a fresh, right? But the people have spoken. I have spoken. Janelle, what say you? What is the rating that you give it? This, my good people in the community, the YFNMG community, this gets the YFNMG stamp of approval. The Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, is a recommended film for fans of this genre, for fans of this series of movies and books, and for folks who want to see a good villain origin story. Check this one out. Definitely gets a stamp of approval. And that's what I'm going with. As always, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for partaking and sharing in my cinematic musings and thank you for being a part of the YFNMG global community appreciate all the support and until next time folks be well stay safe and take care of one another we don't live in the world of Pan Am. This is not survival of the fist. The, the world and life is not a game. Please don't treat it as such. I'll leave you with that. Peace, God. Peace.